Hey everybody, welcome to the VHS Bandits interview special. This episode we have Josh from Lunch Meat VHS joining us. Yeah, hey, what's all right. Up? Yo, what's up? Dude, what's Josh. Happening? Hey man, thanks for joining us today, dude. Yeah, man, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Did I did I say that right? It's it is Lunch Meat VHS. <laughs> It is yeah, Josh. I mean, it's Lunch cool. Meat, Lunch Meat VHS, whatever you want to call it. I mean, like, I feel like, uh, you know, the magazine and, and everything is called Lunch Meat, but I think, you know, people reference it as Lunch Meat VHS, which, you know, kind of discerns it. So it's totally cool with me, whatever yeah. you want. Nice. And that's you the, know. that's the in- Instagram handle, too, right? Yeah, it's like the Instagram handle. It's the URL. You know, it kind of just, like, differentiates it from Find it on, uh, uh, other various, Lunch Meat stuff. Yeah, yeah. social medias. Like Oscar Mayer and shit like that. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lunch, I, we lunch are not baloney. interviewing the Oscar Mayer guy. You are not the hot dog tycoon. No, I'm not him. I'm not uh, him, but I love his work. Be. I love this his work. This got awkward. So, yeah. Josh or Meyer Wiener. Topher's Tof- <laughs> Meyer Wiener. Cool. Topher's totally out of it now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, this is a You're great start. Hey. A lot of fan wieners in the mail for me. <laughs> That I wanted you to sign, you can just uh, return those to send it. You'll, you'll smell the package. <laughs> you gotta, we gotta yeah, open well, them up, and all the all the hot dog juice is gonna come out. <laughs> all the hot dog water. Ooh, oh man, the hot dog water. We, we'll just call it the. Uh, oh, you know, we should start a new a new thing and call it the hot dog water VHS. <laughs> the new hot dog water VHS <laughs> <Metal>. zine. <laughs> and it's really just the runoff of his of his content. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm really into snacks. I mean, snacks are a big part of of my whole uh, ritual. So yeah, hence hence mid fright snack, which we're gonna get into. Right. Cool. Awesome. So so Josh. So so for those of you guys listening who don't know Josh, which you probably really should. Do. What? What tea? No, I'm saying no. They probably do. Because, oh. Like on it. Even before we started this podcast, Lunch Meat VHS was one of the like VHS accounts that I've like been following and. Like one of the first ones that I was like, oh shit, there's a bunch of VHS on Instagram and shit. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so for those of you guys that don't know, uh, Lunch Meat VHS is like that of, in terms of VHS culture, th- this is the go to. This is it, like, so he's got his website, he's got his magazine, uh, he's got the Mid Fright Snack, uh, he's got shirts, patches, stickers, all kinds of cool stuff going on. So if you want to know anything and everything that's going on, in the VHS world, Josh is the man who puts it all together. <laughs> Woo! Cool. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, dude. I, yeah. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's let's start at the beginning. So, how did you uh, get into the VH? How did? I guess when I yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> rambling here. I know he's, he's yeah. starstruck. Oh he's so starstruck. Born? When? How'd you get into it? Um, you know. Uh, Probably growing up as a kid, like, did you frequent the video stores and it just kind of evolved from there? Were you always into specific genres? So how'd you get into it? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I I was born in 85. So, like, I was always at the video store with my parents, you know, in the 90s. Like, every Friday night, we would go to the video store and, you know, rent movies, get a pizza, get some subs or, like, just get takeout. And, you know, that was just – that was the family ritual. You know, we would just – went, we went there and – you know, like a lot of people, we just rent movies and stuff like that. I just grew up watching VHS. Um, I mean, that was, I mean, like a lot of people, but I mean, like over the years, um, you know, I started 
uh, collecting. I think I started, con- I've always had VHS, but I think I consciously started collecting when I was about like 17 or 18. Um, you know, and that was like 2003, 2004. So I mean, like, you know, tapes were still like a dollar, right, you know, and right. I think like, I've just always been a big cinephile. I've always been really into weird movies, like horror, you know, sex comedies, exploitation, animation. And it was just a really fantastic way to, to build my library really easy. They were just everywhere, you know, to flea markets, like 10 for a dollar or, um, you know, just really accessible. And I started collecting VHS for that reason to build my library, to, to get a bunch of cool movies. Nice, um, nice. Were, were you actively looking for stuff that you, um, couldn't find on DVD. Like, do, do you still have like DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like, like I said, I was just, I'm just really into movies. So I, I have like ton of DVDs and stuff like that. I never really do the Blu-ray thing, but, um, that's fair. I mean, I was just buying tapes because they were cheap and because yeah. I got, you could get tons of horror movies. There's like X rentals everywhere. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that was just really a way to build my library and to see a bunch of stuff I've never seen before. And, you know, like beautiful cover art and stuff like that's really attractive. So I was always picking up stuff like that. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. As a kid, what was like your go-to um, movie? Like if you couldn't decide on something or if you didn't see something that was either in stock or, or um, you know, if, if there was anything that was too appealing that week, what <clears throat> did you have like a standby where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll get, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Richie Rich or, you know, some weird, something yeah, weird. Um, uh, Hopefully it's not specifically Richie Rich. Rich. <laughs> no, but that movie's cool. It, uh, it, it is. Mausoleum, he had a McDonald's in his um, house. Mountaintop Motel Massacre. Um, let's see, Return of the Living Dead. These were your, your go-tos, Motel Massacre, when you were a child? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I mean, like, me and my nice. dad, like, we, we just watched horror movies all the time. Oh, that's like, when awesome. We'd go to the, yeah, yeah, when we go to the video store, it was like, we'd rent two or three horror movies and one, like, tearjerker for my mom. And it would always <laughs> be, we would, you know, get the food already, throw in the tearjerker, you know, watch it with my mom. Or, like, just some kind of comedy, just something kind of light that my mom was into. And then yeah. she would, like, you know, kind of retire. And then me and my dad would stay up late and watch all these horror movies. That's so, awesome. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, you know... My parents are really cool. They're just such like radical people, and they were just always like just really chill about everything, and um, let me watch whatever I want. So like you know, when Bobby Breesy's boobies turned into monsters, me and my dad would be like, "Yeah, I'm just <laughs> so, so, you know, um, yeah." So that was kind of how it was. Awesome, sweet, dude. sweet. That's great. Yeah. Um, when you did start uh, collecting. Um, where was your favorite place to go and find tapes? Flea markets, uh, secondhand stores, or like thrift stores? Where where would you find um, the best um, tapes that you were into or ones that you were looking for? Flea markets. Flea I, markets I think flea yeah. markets were definitely like my go-to. Like, uh, you know, uh, Vineland You Sell Flea Market in Vineland, New Jersey. It's near where I grew up. Um, Cowtown, which is in uh, also in South Jersey. They would have a, a huge outdoor uh, flea market section there were just like tubs of, of vhs everywhere and i would go there with my grandma or, or go there with my friends on a saturday morning and we would just go out there and just look for cool shit and you know i would always find tapes out there it was it, it was easy pickings back then man yeah. i mean it was before all that stuff exploded again and you know it was just that was it was just fun you know you'd go out there with like five bucks and come home with like 20 <laughs> yeah right you know? yeah yeah Mm-hmm. The Crazy. guys with the porno mags always have the best tapes. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, man, I mean, 
lots of porno tapes out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, one of our yeah. biggest memories is like uh, uh, there's a there's a town near us called Grafton. They got the big Grafton flea market, which is still open today. And I remember when we would go there as kids. They'd have the guys at the tables. <laughs> And the boxes that said like triple X VHS, like no kids. And they would take yeah. the flaps of the boxes and fold them up and tape them up so kids couldn't like reach in and grab what was yeah. in there. So I always, I always remember that. And uh, like budget crossbows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did you guys have the knife guy? Yeah, there was yeah, always yeah. The knife yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah. always like some like um, some like Asian lady selling socks, too. you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that so. was that was fun. I mean, there was always these characters, you know what I mean? There was always these yeah. characters slinging certain stuff, and there was always like these old greasy dudes like slinging VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Old porno mags and stuff. And I mean, like you know, just good memories, like just a, a different time, kind of. You know what I mean? So definitely. Yeah. Well, do it's, you still it's, go yeah. to flea markets and stuff like that, or mostly online now? Or what's uh, what's the best way for you to find tapes nowadays? I go to a lot of Goodwills, a lot of Salvation Army secondhand stores. I still go to flea markets. Um, you know, I really love the Goodwill outlets. I'm actually planning to go there after this. Like nice. after I wrap up here, I'm <laughs> gonna hop in the whip and go check out the Goodwill. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Goodwill outlets. Because like, I don't know if you guys have them where you are, but uh, if you're familiar with the Goodwill outlets, but it's just all unsorted bins, man. Oh no so way! Really? Oh really? Yeah, it's just like huge blue bins, and it's all unsorted junk. I mean, it's everything from like, you know, like clothes to shoes to you know i mean anything man but there's like you yeah. have to wear gloves because there's like sharp objects <laughs> right. and, oh, and like there's all kinds of weird shit in there but i mean you find some really <laughs> cool stuff in there awesome are you still in new jersey now or no i'm in philly now i've been living in philly for a while oh, nice. yeah. awesome awesome so That's... let's let's talk about lunch meat how did that come to be cool so like i um i was working at a place called relapse records uh when i was about like 19 and um, I met a friend named Ted Gilbert who started Lunch Meet with me. And basically, we were just really into film. And we would eat lunch together and just talk about movies. And we were both writing for Resound, which was the resource catalog for Relapse, um, which um, we'd write articles about, like, the DVDs and stuff that came in through the mail order because they didn't have horror DVDs. And then I was like, you guys should carry horror DVDs, you know, because I was working in the mail order for Relapse at the time. So basically, I was writing about this stuff and being the editor for, for that. And we were like, you know what, man, we should, you know, we're talking about all these movies and we realized a lot of these movies that we were watching weren't on DVD, like, because we just watched tapes. We'd go out and like get tapes and stuff like that. We're like, man, we should write about this because nobody's really talking about it. You know what I mean? There was a few sites here and there, um, CritCon Online and Bleeding Skull were writing about these obscure movies, but we wanted to put something in print uh, talking about these films that were only on VHS that you could only see on tape. Um, so that's what we did. We put that together and it... Um, it came out pretty good. You know, we, uh, we made like 250 of the first issue and, uh, we sold a few, gave a bunch away so people could, you know, read it, learn about it. And it's just really grown from there, man. That was about nine years ago. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So like, yeah, so, so it all turned in from, from that. And then, then the, the website, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. This hopped on there. And it's, it's really cause I just want to spread it around, man. I mean, I feel like that I just want to spread that love and, you know, just, just, pay attention to like the movies and the culture and it's just it's just exploded dude oh I mean, it's seriously so, it's so back now 
now. You know what I mean? And that's really what I set out to do, like what Ted and I set out to do when we started this is just bring attention back to the format and like what the format holds and all the history behind it and all the films and just how much excitement and fun and happiness is is held in this stuff. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, that was to see how it happened, to see how it is now, it's just really it's kind of exciting and sort of bewildering where like how big it is now, like seeing blockbuster shirts back in target and stuff. Totally. Is, is kind of, it's mind blowing, man. You know? So, Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's yeah. that whole thing where, you know, like those of us who are nostalgic for that stuff, we're all in our thirties or maybe early forties now. And mm -hmm. we have the, the income or the means to kind of get back that stuff to from our childhood. Yeah, trying to, trying to buy uh, your childhood back. Yeah, yeah. And I, th I think it's kind of like everything where, like, after 25, 30 years, whatever that was in is, was cool. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So I think now, yeah. now is definitely that time. I can tell you yeah. from, uh, from my experience at working at that comic book store, um, you could definitely see it. Because, like, when I started, I, I worked there for nine years. And, you know, eight, nine years ago was Transformers and G.I. Joes and, and stuff yeah. that were like late 80s toys. And that was what we always told people. They're like, I can't believe, like, I wanted this my whole life. And now I have this, you know, Sergeant Slaughter figure or this whatever this. It's like, yeah, we're selling your childhood back because now you can afford it. Yep. And it's it's great to see <laughs> yeah. it, you know, with, um, with, with tapes too because, you know, we... I'm sure you've experienced this and we've we've experienced it with a lot of movies that we've watched already is like we've seen it in Blockbuster and for years it's stuck in our brain and then finally we get a copy of it and then you know it's just like as a kid being like I want to watch that so bad but I can't or you know I've heard about this movie and now I can finally find it and now I have a credit card so I can go on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Josh, are there any movies like that that because uh, one that we we watched and we love this movie, Silence of the Hams. That yeah. was a movie that we would always see, or at least myself would always see in the aisle at Blockbuster, but I never rented until we found copies later. Now, is there any movie like that that uh, you never got a chance to rent? And now as a, a grown man, you finally were able to find <laughs> You know, I mean, honestly, like I said, my parents were really, really awesome. And I rented so many movies back in the day. And I mean, like, they're, like I think the, the biggest thrill for me with VHS collecting is finding stuff that I don't know exists. Mm -hmm. So I think, like, going out there and finding stuff that, like, it's like, oh, man, I've never even heard of this. Like, that's exciting for me. I think it's like, you know, I just like finding new stuff, weird shit, like stuff that I just didn't know existed. And I think there's just so much material on tape that, like, it's never ending. Like if you're a VHS collector and you want to seek out that kind of stuff, like stuff that like, if you want to go deeper down a rabbit hole or you want to go deeper down into a certain director or like, you know, a certain actress or actor or like anything or a certain, even like at this point, like VHS releasing labels, like you, oh, want yeah. everything mm -hmm. that, you want everything that's on lightning or anything like that. I mean, it's just, that's the adventure that I really enjoy. And I think that's one aspect that like really keeps me going after tapes all the time is that, you know, you can just find stuff that, you didn't know about before and i think like you know i think that's a really fun aspect of of collecting for me yeah, so absolutely how many tapes do you think you have in your personal collection these days oh i don't know man i you know i don't have as many as you might think i, I think i have like uh, a couple thousand i mean like Shit. maybe 2500 yeah it's a lot you know and i think like um 
I'm kind of liberal with my tapes too. Like I, tr I trade them a lot or like just, just give them to friends or like, you know, um, I don't really sell them that much, but I mean, it, you know, I, it's like, I'm always collecting stuff. So I have to like, kind of like filter it out here and there and like, you know, um, but I would say like a couple thousand maybe. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's always, uh, uh, it's always interesting to me when I see, you know, uh, there's so many different people out there that, you know, they got their one shelf at the house, um, I have a couple hundred, my, I, I, don't, I haven't counted, but I have like, I don't have a cool place to, to put my stuff. So a lot of my tapes, I just have in bins in a room and I just kind of yeah. go through them when I want to watch something or, so I don't know. I, I probably have a couple hundred and then there's some people like, yeah, that have thousands and I'm like, yeah. man, I wish I had the room, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. I have a whole room dedicated to, to my tapes. So Damn. yeah. So it's, um, it's funny though when my friends come over because of what I do with lunch meat, you know, and how I've been doing this for so long. They come in and they're like, "Huh, I thought you'd have more." Oh, really? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, you know, I got a lot, so we can look through these. Yeah. But, do you have um, any tapes that are like your prized possessions that like you could never let go? They're gonna stay with you forever. Absolutely, man. I have hundreds of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny, man, because as I've seen collecting grow and I've seen collector profiles come out and like there's certain types of collectors that collect for certain reasons. And I think the most special tapes to me in my collection are the ones I had from when I was a kid. Yeah. I think that nice. the ones that, you know, when I was 11, 10 years old, 12 years old, like I have a copy of Little Giants that I will never let go. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, uh, you know, home records of me and my parents that are just absolutely irreplaceable that I'll never let go. Um, you know, copies of like all dogs go to heaven land before time. I have a copy of mother's day that I've had since I was 17. I have a copy of microwave massacre. That was the first like big box that I really bought that I was like, this is amazing. And this is what <laughs> I want to do. I want to collect stuff like this and get yeah. more movies like this. Awesome. Um, so a lot of stuff like that, but as far as like, quote-unquote collector tapes i mean like my original copy of america's deadliest home video i have a copy of this movie called slaughterville which you know not many people know about which i'm really happy about friend found that for me um i have a cops box set that comes with the, the three tapes and a, and a hat and a mug and a shirt oh, no way. Um, and a mustache yeah yeah i already got the mustache yeah right mustache. But, uh, but yeah it's got its own special <coughs> shelf Tons of stuff. Nice. Funny story with that little giant. So I grew up watching that, you know, like that tape specifically, and totally. I still have it. Um, you know, and after learning more about like VHS and stuff like that, as you get older, I looked at that copy of Little Giants and I'm like, hey, man, this is a bootleg. Oh, like, no way. Wow. Like, this isn't even like, because, you know, people were bootlegging stuff all throughout the 90s. So I look at it a little closer. Like, nowadays, I think I realized this like three or four years ago. I looked at it and I was like, Dang, this is a bootleg. This isn't even like an official <laughs> release of this. That is awesome. <laughs> it's one of those bootlegs that's made to look like a real one. Yeah. It's not like a clam with like crappy art. It's like <laughs> like printed and but it's just like folded wrong and the face label is all junky. And I'm like, oh man, well it served me well. Oh, so. that's so cool. That just makes it that much more special, you know? Yeah, it really that's does. So it's, cool. it's really funny. Yeah. Oh man, wicked cool. Where man. is that guy today who bootlegged <laughs> little giants? What what prison cell is he sitting in right now? <laughs> He's probably sitting in a flea market prison cell. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh probably got his own island from all those little giants that he sold. <laughs> <laughs> that was a popular-ass movie. You probably sold yeah. Yeah. Them, man. Dude, I, I specifically remember renting on multiple occasions little giants. 
you imagine this dude so in a trench coat just yeah. like, I got little giants. <laughs> like, hey, Sonny, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> I got I little got giants here. I mean, there were actually people like that, though. I mean, like, VHS tapes were the hottest commodity in the 90s. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Seriously. Like, I feel like it was just a way of life. You know, it was like a coffee shop. You know what I mean? Like, people yeah. go to coffee shops on the regular, don't think about it, right? People just would rent tapes and buy tapes on the regular, don't even think about it. You know what I mean? And people would boot it. You know what I mean? And just, you know, because tapes are kind of still expensive in the 90s. I feel like oh, they yeah. were like 20 yeah. bucks, 25 yep. bucks. Yep. You know, yeah. when you get a boot, like, hey, I got this for, you know, 10 bucks. And people are like, give me that. Yep. You know? So, Absolutely. Big yeah. time, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's it's yes, so please. interesting how um, there were so many movies that I remember seeing on the shelves everywhere that today, like, you can't find. Like, um, Dead Next Door used mm-hmm. to be on the shelf at, at my video store that I grew up going to. I always remember seeing the cover with, like, the zombie head with, like, the little, like, thing on the mouth. And, yeah, like, the great, yeah. Like, you can't find that today. I'm like, wait a minute, every video store had it. What do you mean you can't find it? You know what I mean? So, like, it's a, it's just yeah. interesting, like, stuff. I remember always looking at the cover of um, uh, uh, Cheerleader Camp, like, seeing the That's girl great with, like, the, yeah. you know, the boobs are kind of coming out and always seeing that. And, like, you can't – it's hard to find today. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm like, wait a minute, every – you could find that any day of the week. 15 20 years ago you know what i mean so like it's just kind of funny how like how like you know like like how do you feel about like how things have literally changed within even just like the last five years in terms of the vhs community and tape collecting i mean it's i look at it a lot man so you have to understand i'm coming from a place where i was collecting in 2003 2004 and i've seen the shape of vhs collecting change so much i mean it has just absolutely exploded i like i said i've seen different uh tape collector profiles come up and it's just like by profiles i mean like types of people that collect for certain reasons you know what i mean and it's just like some people want really sexy rare horror tapes that kind of like are i think those kind of people are like either influenced by nostalgia or aesthetics or the people that they see around them on the internet like what they want you know what i mean like they really want this last house on dead end street tape they really want this tales in the quad dead zone tape and maybe they don't even know why they really want it just that it's rare and it's sexy and it's cool yeah. You know, and you have those kind of VHS collectors that need Frankenhooker. They need the Willies. They need this. You know what I mean? And they're building this collection, which I think is awesome and rad. But I think like a byproduct of that is kind of um, the pricing, man. The pricing has gone insane. Yeah. You know, and I, I think uh, it's kind of turned me off. I mean, I honestly do. I don't even really go after horror tapes online anymore. It's too expensive. Yep. You know I what agree. I mean? But like, do you see a big. What's that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Do you see a big? Um, have you seen a large shift in people who are just trying to make money off of it? Like you know, they have these tapes and they're trying to, you know, do the buy low, sell high kind of flipping tapes. Do you I've see? St- have you yeah. seen more of that since you know early two thousands? Is that something that's more frequent these days with more people trying to? Um, <clears throat> you know, collect a lot of the different genres and, and all that kind of stuff or is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, there are people that specifically, I know friends of mine that go on road trips, go out, hit up video stores and come back and sell them on the internet. You know, they buy them for like a buck, two bucks, three bucks, who knows how much they really pay for it. Cause they buy it in lots, mm-hmm. but then they, sell it for 40 50 a tape you know if you have like a sexy big box or something and you know absolutely i mean if there is a demand there there's going to be people that supply it right yeah. you know and i mean like that's 
something that is a inherent part of modern VHS collecting culture. You know what I mean? And that's really why I think collecting with anywhere. Meat, yeah, exactly. Like it's just that's an inevitable, inexorable part. So I mean, like what I try to champion with lunch meat um, is to go out and have that adventure for yourself. You know, and I see a lot of people say, oh, it's dry. Like there's nothing out there anymore. And, you know, I, I, I feel that struggle because I go out and sometimes I don't find anything. You know, but that's the same. It's the same thing with any kind of treasure hunting, any kind of collectible hunting. Sometimes yeah. you go out, you don't find anything. But when you sometimes you go out and you just make this huge score where you find this cache of like 10, 20, like radical tapes that you're really excited about. And I think like that's something that I'm in love with, you know, and I think like I write about that a lot because I feel like a lot of people do buy online because it's convenient and it helps people build their collections. I mean, that's a, it's an indispensable resource to have people like that doing that and putting it back into the community and saving them from all like oblivion. But I mean, like, I still go out and find cool shit, man. I'm really into special interest and I find all kinds of weird special interest because I don't think that's really hit the jumping point yet where people want to pay 20 bucks for like teen makeup videos you know what I mean? <laughs> or like want to pay like 30 bucks for like, um, you know, sushi at home or like, you know, <laughs> sure. bowling. Yeah, you know right, I mean? right. $30 right now for sushi at home. People pay 50 <laughs> bucks for street trash. People pay 50 bucks for street trash, but they're not going to pay 50 bucks for like how to carve Halloween pumpkins. Right, right. You know what I mean? And that's the, the latter is the kind of stuff that you'll still find in the wild. And you'll still find Frankenhooker and street trash in the wild if you're looking for it. But since people are really into street trash and Frankenhooker, et cetera, that stuff's going to get swiped up and sold and had a, like a pr higher price tag. It's all a supply and demand kind of like economics thing when you really think about it. Totally, you know, man. Totally. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so let's shift gears a little tiny bit. And I really cool. want to talk about, um, I really want to talk about uh, um, um, your, your YouTube page. And I want to talk about mid, mid fright snack in the worst way, because cool. I dig the living hell out of it. You have two episodes Thank up you. and yeah. um, it, like okay so for those of you people out there that have not seen this please go watch this it's like a weird like <coughs> it reminds me a lot of it's like a peewee's playhouse kind of aesthetic with like um with like some like you know local access horror hosting flair um and like the jokes that are in there and like the the special you know like your like special effects with the prosthetics and stuff is so like up our alley it's ridiculous so so tell tell us a little bit about like how that happened what what's the story about that so um yeah i mean like my buddy hayden hall who does six life cinema um it's really his project he created it oh, and okay he, yeah so he was hayden is an artist illustrator painter movie maker just a really rad artist <laughs> and he's rewind inclined vhs collector kind of dude um and he said, hey, man, he, you know, we're friends. He hit me up. He's like, I want to do a, a, like a public access television show. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. He's like, do you want to be in it and help me write it? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's work on it. So we worked on it for, uh, I don't know, like a week or something. And then we went to his house and we shot it in two days. Nice. And we were, we were writing on the, on the fly. We were writing jokes off the cuff. I mean, some of that stuff is improvised. Um, you know, and he did all the special effects. And we worked with Johnny Dickey, who also uh, is a big video war. You know, I published some of his stuff. And he did Slaughter Tales um, and some other movies. But, yeah, man, we just – it's great to hear you say that because that's what we're going for. We're going for, like, a horror host public access mixed with, like, Pee Wee's Playhouse, kind of just, like, fun time, like, you know what I mean? And that's really how it came about. And we just went for it, man. We just made it. 
and it came out pretty good. So yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> like it just, uh, it just like especially like the the pizza with the puns, like that stuff. Like <laughs> we, I we love that stuff. Those, we wrote all of those in like thirty minutes. <laughs> We're like just sitting there, like literally eating pizza and just like making up pizza. <laughs> like I just I I eat that stuff up, man. Pun intended. Yeah. Like I I love yeah. that stuff. Like it's it's so like I don't know, it just totally up my alley. So I I love it. I it like well well the big thing is like like for me it, it touches me because. I run a local access TV station for my full-time job. And, um, and I, I used to do all all of us. We used to do a horror host TV show called creepy castle. And so, you know, you got, you know, like the, the cheesy Dracula costume, you know, with the hair and like, that's exactly like, like what we did, you know what I mean? So like, it, it, it kind of gets back to it. it, So, so for us, it's kind of like, you know, it connects to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, uh, and I, I dig the hell out of it. So thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. I mean, it, it connects to us too. I mean, like this is stuff we love, you know, I mean, I think at the end of the day, when, <clears throat> when I make art or make art with other people, I think really all it's about is just championing what you love yeah. and just doing something that you care about and just putting it back out into the world and just hoping that other people can enjoy it and get something out of it, you know, maybe either entertain or inspire or whatever they get from it. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. Oh, what's up, Cap? Uh, I was going to say, do you uh, do a lot of collaborations with different artists for different projects? Is it stuff you like to incorporate with uh, the, the lunch meat stuff? Absolutely. I mean, I think the most important thing that I think that's what's really grown Lunchmeat over the years, you know, I have other writers and stuff for the magazine. I do most of the writing on, on the website, but, um, you know, and I do a lot of writing for Lunchmeat in general, but even with like my t-shirts or like stickers or like anything, I mean, or, you know, installations, um, you know, I think it's really important to collaborate with other artists because it's, it's the more voices you have in there, you know, the more well-rounded, the more like uh, vibrant it can be. And I've always been a big fan of collaborating with other artists that think the same way as you. So you get all these elements in there and it just creates this bigger world. And I think it's just really important to to do that. And I think it's been an inherent part of of building Lunchmeat and, and spreading the word, you know, and just getting a bunch of different voices in there that believe in the same kind of thing and enjoy the same kind of thing. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Uh, yeah. So here's another question for you as, yeah. as we as we grill you away today. So, uh, oh, I just saw your T-shirt, man. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks, oh dude, sweet. Yeah. It this just suddenly the text thing. came up. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yo. So for those of you who, who cannot see that, he's got the sweet Evil Dead 2 t-shirt on. So For yeah. everyone who cannot see for every, I'm sorry. Yeah, everybody <laughs> who cannot <laughs> see this. For, for everyone listening who can't watch this pre-recorded <laughs> video. Yeah, <Skype> right. <laughs> that we're not recording. So um, yeah. so here's so um, so Kevin and I, uh, when was it, April or so, we went to Magnetic Fest 2 in Connecticut. Because awesome. we're cool. in Central Mass, and it was like a two-hour drive uh, down a pike to get down there. And we saw that... Um, Lunch Meat was a was one of the sponsors of it, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and we were told that that sponsorship was for the um, uh, adjust your tracking to be mm-hmm. aired. So what what is your what is your um, like did, what, what what was your uh, place with adjust your tracking? I just helped co-produce it. So I mean, um, Dan Kinnam and Levi Perizic, uh, who created the film, came to me and my buddy Matt Desiderio, who does horror boobs, and we helped them. Um, produce it like we help them get uh interviews and you know we advise them and we help get it out there when it came out you know we help you know just 
put it out there, man. I mean, awesome. like we all worked together and, you know, it was a lot of Dan and Levi, but I mean, after, uh, you know, they made the film, but I mean, like I was just involved with getting interviews and, and, you know, uh, just the basic production of, of making it just the gotcha. whole idea of what to do and what to talk about and like what, you know, I mean, we, it's, it was a long time ago now, but I mean, like it's, it's really great to look back and see that people are still watching it and still looking at it and that it's, it's become one of the, VHS collector docs. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's really, really cool doc. Yeah, um, we, I mean, we, we, I, I bought it on DVD when it came out, and it was my birthday. He came over to my house and we watched it. Yeah. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild to look back and watch that and see how much everything's changed even since then. Yeah. So, yeah. The people interviewed on that were they people that you already had good connections with, or um, did you have to reach out a lot to people who you didn't really know before? Was there a lot of networking? Um, yeah, as, I mean, as some, far as like, oh, does anyone know, you know, anyone who, I don't know, had a video store or whatever? I think it was a mixture of both. You know what I mean? I think it was people that I knew. And then we were reaching out to people. And like, as they were traveling, you know, they would interview a bunch of people. And I mean, like, there's a lot of people that were interviewed that didn't make it in there. That's why there's so much extra footage and stuff. So, I mean, like, it was a lot of like people that I knew from just doing lunch meet or like, you know, uh, doing interviews with other people and, um, just kind of connecting those dots and, and trying to make the best doc we could you know what i mean get the best content get the best voices in there awesome right that really represented it yeah awesome good stuff good stuff so um we're we're getting we're, we're getting close over here to to run out of time but um so so just that way uh so if anybody who's listening who may you know obviously you're you're one of the 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 big names in the community but for any of those people who are new in the community or maybe want to get into it and they want to uh get into your stuff uh how, how you know what kind of what what kind of stuff can people can people reach you and obviously there's the there's the website there's the instagram and whatnot so can you can you just list them all up what's for your us? home address yeah right yeah yeah what's this whole security number you guys want to come over and watch some movies yeah yeah yeah. Really into it? yeah yeah we'll get some pizza yeah. be there yeah. in like yeah, pizza, six or seven hours beer. yeah yeah <laughs> Um, you can just check out lunchmeetvhs.com and I would recommend looking through the blog because I, you know, I try to update it as much as possible. Um, the Instagram, I try to do daily content, Twitter, it's all lunchmeetvhs. If you just look up lunchmeetvhs, you'll find it. Um, there's a store on there with all my stuff, the magazine. Um, I'm always doing uh, events at least, you know, once a month, a couple times a month. Museum of VHS, I'm doing VHS swaps here in Philly. I'm always trying to get involved, like that Magnetic Fest, get involved with other people's stuff and put it out there so like anything that's happening that you know the thing is i can't cover it all nowadays because there's so much going on but yeah, i mean right. like yeah but i mean just lunch me vhs man if you look that up you'll find it and uh hopefully you enjoy it nice no i, I one other little question i had was how did you guys create the name like what made you from, think, what made you guys think lunch meat well, it's funny because, like I said, we would have lunch, right, and and talk about these movies, and it kind of like that was the the genesis of it. And um, we had a couple names bopping around, and you know, there was I think uh, like three or four names that we were we were wanted to do, but eventually, like I was just obsessed with the movie Lunch Meat. Oh, okay, you with this, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Lunch Meat, that's great. I'm just gonna use that. So that's where it's from. All right, cool, yeah. man. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. On, on top of uh, VHS, is there anything else that you collect? Hmm. Uh, it's pretty much all yeah. VHS. I mean, like just like acts <laughs> and like toys, yeah. and stuff like that. Anything that like kind of like is cool. I mean, I'm a collector, yeah. so I mean, I could start collecting something tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 
now vhs really takes up a, a lot of, of my collector uh energy but i mean i don't know i'm trying to think uh nothing nothing else major nothing, nothing else major That's i mean fair. like i like i like the philadelphia eagles i'm into football mm -hmm. so there i mean go. like i I get like a bunch of vintage Philadelphia Eagles stuff. I'm always looking for uh, vintage Eagles games. So, oh, cool. I mean, like record it off TV and I have a few stuff like that. So, cool, um, cool. yeah, posters and toys and, you know, the same kind of stuff you'd expect. I yeah. Think. yeah. So, you know, just like nerdy <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're all absolutely. there. I don't know if you see his yeah. shirt. He has a big collection of these things. I see the Funko oh, shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got a I'm, whole wall of them. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say. <laughs> <laughs> Now, is there any uh, grail out there that you have not gotten your hands on that you need for your collection? Um, I get this question a lot. And you know what, I man? I don't know if I really focus on certain tapes. I'll see tapes uh -huh. and I'll like write it down, you know, but I think like, like I said before, and I'll reiterate it. I think I'm always looking for a new Holy Grail, man, because it's like, I don't know if that makes sense because the Holy Grail, like, you know, paradigm, but I mean, that's what I love. I love going out and just finding something I never knew existed and then really right. getting into it and then watching it and, and just being blown away by it. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that that's the joy of it for me. You know what gotcha. I mean? Like if, if I can, I, I, um, I can give you a little story. I don't know how much time we have. It's probably took like three minutes or something. Sure. Go yeah, ahead. That's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I was in a library the other day. Okay. And I was just looking at books and uh, this library also has VHS tapes stuck into the stacks. Nice. And there was this, this movie called Dutchman. Have you guys heard of this movie? No. No. Okay, so I'd never heard of it either um, at the time. And I was like, hey, well, this looks cool. And I read the back and everything. And um, so I rented it from the library and I took it home. I just watched it before I talked to you guys and it absolutely blew me away. So it's pretty classic films, black and white. And it was made in like the... Um, the high times of like racial tension and it's about this uh, black gentleman on a on a train and this white woman kind of like seduces him and she's really wild and like bizarre and kind of neurotic and it's just rife with like racial and sexual and like existential tension you know and it was adapted from a play and it was just really one of the most powerful movies i've seen in a long time and i think like just the adventure of going through and randomly finding a VHS tape in the library and being like, I'm going to watch this. And then like, all of a sudden it just enriches like your total cinematic scope and your total like um, experience of looking for new movies. I mean, I think, I don't know. I just really love that movie and I would recommend it to anybody if they haven't seen it. It's called Dutchman. Really, nice. uh, really, really powerful. Story, yeah. Yeah. Really, really powerful piece of, of film. And it's only 55 minutes. It's a breeze. It's adapted from a play. Okay. And, it's really, really powerful, and uh, it's like this poetic uh, descent into total fury. And I think it was really uh, powerful at the time because of all the racial tension and everything. I thought it was really cool. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Cool, yeah. dude. That's, that's awesome. Sounds yeah. good. Do you, uh, do you mainly see movies uh, just on VHS, like at home? Do you go out to the movies, uh, like to a movie theater a lot? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but I do. Yeah. I went and saw Baby Driver with, with my buddy Ted, oh, and that oh, was cool. really fun. Nice. I thought that movie was really cool. I'll go to the movies sometimes if there's something that like I want to see or if one of my buddies is like, hey, you want to go to the movies? You know? Right on. I just love film, man. Do you and have I any... think, like... Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, you're okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, do you have any movie theaters around you that do um... – <clears throat> They'll they'll run like older stuff or they'll do um, I I don't know not it's not a second run theater but it's more like a specialty 
Um, not quite. Kind of like an Al- Alamo draft house kind of a thing. Yeah, or, okay. I guess like an art house kind of thing. Like in in Boston, there's a big one, Somerville or no, uh, uh, Coolidge Corner. Yeah, and they'll just do like it's the anniversary of Halloween, so we'll show a Halloween movie or like um, they had. Uh, a trauma movie go through and they had a Q&A with uh, Lloyd Kaufman there and all that kind of stuff. Is there anything cool like that around around you or Yeah, absolutely. There is this place that I I totally love called Mahoning Drive-In Theater. Mm-hmm. Um I just did VHS Fest there in early yeah, July. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh that place is just uh, a beautiful place, man. I mean, they do so much cool stuff and they have all these like great themes like Camp Blood and like you know, Back to the Future Christmas in July kind of stuff oh, and cool. the the crew there is just an amazing group of people. They do really cool work. And um, if anybody is uh, near Mahoning Drive-In, where is it? It's in Lehighton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. It's like two hours from Philly or so, maybe a little less. I would definitely recommending recommend go checking out what they're doing because they do amazing stuff. Nice. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I remember uh, seeing all the listings about VHS Fest and like, I'm like, oh God, like it's five hours away. Like, yeah. could I do it? Is my wife going to let me go yeah, for we, a couple days? Yeah, we, we talked about that. It. It's just like, yeah, could we make Dude, it? Dude, it was surreal. Day, so. It was such a blast, man. I stayed up all night. I watched the sun <laughs> come up at that drive-in. So um, we're going to do it again next year. So awesome. if, you can, uh, if you can get your permission slip, man, come yeah, out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'd love to see you guys. It'd be really fun. Awesome. Cool, brother. Well, we are just about out of time, but uh, I, I, I absolutely – from all of us here, we cannot thank you enough for connecting with us here. Oh, yeah. Seriously, thank and, you. And, and it's my and pleasure. Having a chat. So yeah, yeah it cool. It was cool. great. Great to have you. Awesome to learn about all that stuff. Dane was the one who was like, uh, "There's this guy. Like, there's this Instagram lunch meet VHS. Like, you got to check it out." And Dane's a big fan. Got us into it. So cool, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, dudes. It was yeah. really cool. My cool. pleasure. Cool. So, You'll uh, have to come back and watch a movie with us sometime. Dude, I would love to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What do you What do you want to watch? What do we want to watch? Yeah, yeah. What do you want to watch? We'll watch it all together. Oh. So what I'll do is is I oh we, this is how we get Topher to do it was I just take the the computer camera and I put it up to the TV so he gets to watch the movie with us and then we just record and talk about it right afterwards. Yeah. Or if we have the same <laughs> copy, we can try and sync it up the best we can. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. we just did that with Split Second and Back to the Beach. So <laughs> yeah, Back to the Beach is so fun. Yeah. Rucker Howard rules. Yeah. Uh, first thing that came to my head actually, I don't know for whatever reason, is Girlfriend from Hell. Oh, oh man, I, that sounds I, awesome. I know. I've only seen the cover, and it looks totally bitching. And I want to get my <laughs> oh, hands man, on it. I used it. to watch the shit out of it. I tell you what, <laughs> if, I, if, yeah. if I can get my hands on it, then we'll watch it together. All right? It's fun. It's a fun movie. Awesome, yeah, awesome, sweet, man. Sweet. That'd be bitching. So cool. Yeah. Great, great. Cool. Well, uh, from from all of us bandits, thanks again, uh, Josh. Lunch me VHS. Definitely check out his website. His facebook his instagram all the ways you can you can find them and um yeah so thanks again i think that's gonna wrap up our interview episode thanks for listening as always uh be kind and rewind